On Thursday, July 16th edition, Derrick Henry gets paid, the NFL and Players Union in a dispute, NASCAR All-Star Race 2020, and much more. It has been confirmed that 10 MLB umpires will not participate in the 2020 season. MLB insider John Heyman was the first to report the news about the umpires. There are 76 full-time umpires, but more than 20 of them are over the age of 55. The MLB and their umpires made a deal during the shutdown that every game they called would guarantee them 37.5% of their pay. Umpires also have a 12-month salary and were already paid through the month of April. It was also reported that most of the AAA umpires would call regular seasons in the bigs. The season begins on July 23rd when the World Series champs Washington Nationals take on the New York Yankees. Joe West and Gary Davis are the oldest umpires in the game, but both plan on calling games this year. The league determined that if umpires were at health risk, could opt out of the season and still get their full salary. LA Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said, It gives you guys it gives guys an opportunity. Some younger guys are going to get to be major league umpires for a season. That'll be fun. Some have suggested this year would be a perfect opportunity for Major League Baseball to adopt robots into the game. Robots won't replace the umpires, but makes it their jobs a lot easier. The league would adopt a strategy for umpires called TrackMan. It allows the umpires calling a game to make mistakes less frequently. The TrackMan assembles a strike zone for every batter and the ump will read what the device calls. The TrackMan has been getting a lot more momentum for Major League Baseball to adopt the system. At the moment, the league has no plans to carry on with the system this season. Victor Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers is considered playing in the bubble for the remainder of the season. Although on July 3rd, Oladipo told The Athletic that he wasn't going to play, but he would travel with the team to Disney World. He also planned on working out with the team in Orlando. The NBA stated that players could opt out of the season's restart without being punished, however, they would not be paid. The league also informed Oladipo he would not get paid because he was not injured if he did not play. When the season began, Oladipo returned from a ruptured quadriceps tendon he had injured last season. He wanted to risk it, risk it, rest it, and not risk anything that he could affect his free agency next summer. The Indiana Hoosiers product said on Wednesday, I'm definitely here trying to play and training myself in order to play. Hopefully everything goes well and I feel better than I feel now. I feel like if my body keeps draining up, there's a strong possibility that I might play. I'm definitely trying to. I'm coming out there and working hard every day trying to help my team. Pacers coach Nate McMillan stated about Oladipo's status. He's looking good, he continued. He's been working extremely hard. He's a guy that just puts in his work, his time. He's been working hard. There are no restrictions on him in practice, and that's pretty much where we are right now. Indiana is currently sitting on the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference with a 39-26 record. The Pacers are scheduled to play the 76ers on August 1st, the first game in over four months. Some more news about the NBA is the Orlando Magic have regained James Ennis and the 2017 first overall pick, Markel Fultz. Ennis admitted that he had tested positive for COVID-19 a few weeks ago. He became another NBA player to have contracted the virus. Ennis was a former Sixer player that was traded the Magic at the deadline in February. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. 
you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. On Tuesday, the NFL responded to the NFLPA's counterproposal on protocols to reopen that were related to the pandemic. However, a source told ESPN there were still some major unresolved issues. One of them included an argument about whether COVID-19 should be classified as a non-football injury. The NFLPA made several requests to the NFL, some of which included daily testing for the virus, canceling preseason games, financial and compensation for players that choose to opt out of playing due to the virus, and provision that would keep the salary cap from going down due to the lost revenue from 2020. But one of the biggest disputes from the league's proposal so far was classifying the virus as a non-football injury. The players are not happy about it that because when a team places a player on the non-football injured list, the team is not required to pay that player. So if a player gets the virus from a practice or game and ends up on the non-football injury list, the team would not be required to pay him during his absence. The NFLPA is trying to prevent this from happening. Chase Elliott of Hendricks Motorsports wins his first ever NASCAR All-Star race in Bristol, Tennessee. Because of the pandemic, the race was moved from Charlotte, North Carolina to Bristol, Tennessee. Elliott now joins his father, Billy Elliott, who won in 1986. It was also NASCAR's biggest crowd since the pandemic. NASCAR allowed 30,000 fans inside the track and they were not required to wear masks. Elliott claimed $1 million after edging out Kyle Busch at the final stage. One of NASCAR's youngest stars won both stage 2 and 3. Elliott led 60 of the 140 lap race. Chase now joins Earnhardt as the only two father and son to win the event. The rest of the top five were Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and Denny Hamlin. For the first time in NASCAR's all-star race history, drivers were allowed to have lights under their cars and they could choose what lane they preferred after the restart. After the race was over, Elliott told Fox Sports, oh my gosh, there's no feeling like it, nothing like it. He added, Bristol is an electric atmosphere unlike any place we go to. We're going to celebrate this one for sure. There's nothing like Bristol. There's nothing like the lights here. There's nothing like racing here. I've never won here. What a race to do it. Just really proud of our team tonight and rebounding. All those number nine hats and t-shirts up in the stands. Love to see it. It was Elliott's second win of the odd season. Elliott also said, I got a good restart and went from 12th all the way up to 5th in the final 15 lap stage. So that was a huge bonus for us getting that track position. Overall, just to keep fighting. I think that's like four, five, six seconds places this year. What do you do? You've just got to keep going. Matt Didabento won stage three of the All-Star Race, open to qualify for a spot in the NASCAR All-Star Race. He ended up finishing 13th place. Other stage winners of the All-Star Open were Eric Amarola and William Byron. Texans receiver Kenny Stills got arrested in Louisville on Tuesday during a protest about the death of Brianna Taylor, which took place at the home of Kentucky's Attorney General. Stills got charged with a felony, intimidating a participant in the legal process and misdemeanor disorderly conduct and criminal trespass. He is one of 87 that got arrested for participating in the protest. Stills got released Wednesday and said on Instagram Live that he was safe. 
Lamont Washington, who was a Louisville Metro Police spokesman, said to media outlets that everyone who participated in the protest, including Stills, had, was given the chance to leave the attorney general home before the arrest happened. He also said that all the other 87 protesters had gotten similar charges due to their refusal to leave the property and their attempts to influence the decision of the attorney general with their actions. The NBA has decided to attach another COVID test for players inside the bubble. This is for players who tested positive for coronavirus inside the campus. There have already been two players that tested positive for the virus inside the bubble. So the league is protecting themselves from having to stop in the middle of the regular or postseason again. During the last few months, there have been some reported false tests that said an individual was negative when they really were positive. So the team members that have tested positive for COVID-19 and then were cleared must go through an antibody test. The news was first reported by ESPN. The memo reads, because people who have recovered from COVID-19 can still have dead virus cells in their system, can be detected by test. The league has now included the antibody test as part of its protocol for players and staff returning from the virus. It continues, at least one player who contracted COVID-19 recovered and was subsequently cleared to travel to Orlando had registered several negative tests at Disney World and cleared quarantine upon arrival but later tested positive. The memo also adds in the that the individual needs to wait 14 days before they can test again. Must have two negative PCR tests. There needs to be a positive antibody in the last 30 days and will have to pass a negative rapid coronavirus test prior to taking part in any physical or social contact. The NBA also has decided to add a hotline to report if someone leaves the campus environment. Unfortunately for the league, many players are not fans of the idea. Jazz center Rudy Gobert and Spencer Didwitty are not happy about the plan and told other players to not to use the snitch line. Clippers head coach Doc Rivers also joked, saying he reported both LeBron James and Greg Popovich leaving the campus. The NBA returned in two weeks as the Jazz take on the Pelicans and later the Clippers versus the Lakers. The Tennessee Titans have extended running back Derrick Henry to a four-year $50 million deal, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. $22.5 million is guaranteed and will keep Henry in the Music City until at least 2025. The Titans have now paid both of their Pro Bowlers, Ryan Tannehill, and now star running back Derrick Henry. Earlier in the offseason, Tennessee signed Ryan Tannehill to a four-year $118 million deal that was fully guaranteed. Most assumed the Titans would just franchise tag Henry after Tennessee signed Tannehill to a very lucrative deal. However, that was not the case, and the Titans made sure their star player got a long-term deal. The Titans organization stressed the importance of Henry and wanted to keep him for a long time. Derek became the fifth highest paid running back in the league. Last season, Tennessee shocked the football world and upset both the Patriots and Ravens in the playoffs. They eventually lost to the Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, in the AFC Championship game. So this offseason has been very rewarding for the Titans. After the 2015 Heisman Trophy winner signed his multi-year deal with the Titans, teammate safety, tro- safety Kevin Byard tweeted congratulating him and saying King Henry. Derrick Henry led the league in rushing and carries last season with 1,540 yards and carried the ball 303 times. He also was the first player in NFL history to rush for over 180 in three straight playoff games. The Titans were able to strike a deal with King Henry right before the deadline was up. Tennessee tagged Henry in March and were not sure if they would be able to sign one of the best running backs in the NFL. 
It was also reported that Henry's Madden rating is 93 and is the second best running back in the game behind Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. In other NFL news, the Dallas Cowboys were not able to reach a long-term deal with their quarterback, Dak Prescott. Dallas was able to franchise tag him and then a few weeks ago put the transition tag on Prescott, which means that Dak will be making $31.4 million this season and is eligible to be a free agent in the 2021 offseason. If the Cowboys can't reach a deal with Prescott, he'll be a free agent this offseason before he turns 30. There is a good chance the two-time Pro Bowler could be in a different jersey next season. Thanks for listening to the 7-Eleven Sports Podcast, your top seven sports stories of the day in just 11 minutes. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.